Rest is a cessation of motion or action of any kind, and it's applicable to any body or being. Did you get that? A cessation, that means a stopping of motion or action of any kind, and it's applicable to any body or being. It can be anything. It, it, you stop. You all know what rest is. What that rest means is we don't have to solve all the problems. Do you ever think about that? There's, there's a, where I'm going to go with this today. Now, we're talking about the rest for God's people. That's heaven. That's, that's when we're all done. Everything is finished up. We're, we're done. Jesus comes. We go to be with him. Whatever. This life is done. All of our toil, all of our problems, it's all finished up. And we have that rest. We enter, that's what this is talking about, entering into the rest. But that rest can be now also. We, we, we create a lot of our own problems, you know. We create a lot of our own issues. We could be giving all of that to Jesus, and there could be rest there. And that's what I want us to see through these verses. Um, we don't have to solve all of the problems. Uh, look at verse 10. Uh, For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now, this is talking about Jesus, for sure. Uh, he entered into his rest. Jesus finished it because uh, <clears throat> he also hath ceased from his own works. You remember on the cross, what did Jesus say? It is finished. Yes. What was finished? Everything. Everything. He was going to go be with the Father. Of course, he, you know, he resurrection body, he's roaming around for 40 days to let us know for sure that he's alive. Okay. Uh, but he entered into that rest. But we can also enter into a rest right now, right here. He hath also ceased from his own works. Did you see that? His own works. We have our own works. We can cease from that. Now, don't go out of here saying, hey, the preacher said I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Believe me, that'll get back to Chuck real quick. <laughs> no, we, we have a work. But what I want us to think about here, the, the frame that I'm in is the mental work that we do. We do so much mental work because we chew on things. Oh, man, how am I going to get that done? Wow. Do you know? I got to tell you, man, when I came through the door, he scowled at me. What am I going to do with that? What did I do? How am I going to, can I ever come back here again? You see what I'm saying? I mean, we do that. We, we do that. Any little thing, and it bothers us. And, and oh, man, how am I going to fix that, you know? I had a guy, you know, I, I like to. I like to joke around a lot, and especially at the jail. There's not a whole lot of, of joking and happiness and, you know, there. And I try to bring a little bit of that to those guys. And we got one guy who's in and out, in and out, in and out all the time. And 
young man, and I don't know why I said what I said, but he came back. And when I saw him back, I says, hey, welcome home. Oh, that kid will, like, take my head off. He says, what do you mean? I mean, he, you know, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, my. You know, I was glad there were bars. <laughs> you know, he would have he would have probably rearranged me somewhere because he was that kind of guy, very violent guy, very explosive sort of a, a temper on this guy. And so I apologized. Oh, my. And he just I, I think he was basking in that because he would not accept my apology. You know, well, you shouldn't have done that. Right? You know, and I mean, this went on and on and on and on. And I ended up, I wrote him a letter, which I, you know, that's how I communicate with a lot of them. And I wrote him a letter and I told him I'm sorry. And this is what I was trying to do was just, you know, bring a little humor into it, bring a little friendliness, cut, cut the ice a little bit, you know. And the next time I saw him, it was like nothing ever happened. So, But did he have problem with that? Probably not. He's just doing what he's doing. Boom. But what did it do to me? I carried that thing around with me. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that to anybody. I knew my motives, but I hurt the guy. I insulted the guy. Somehow he took that wrong, and I don't know what all's going on in his life other than the fact he's locked up again. You know, that's a major trauma right there. But, you know, we carry all of that around with us, and we don't have to, according to the Word of God. Verse 10, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 10, For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his works. When you enter into that mental rest of saying, Okay, this I can't do a thing about it. I, I've done the best I can. Don't keep chewing on it. Satan will keep bringing it back up. You know, well, don't you remember? Man, next time I see this guy, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to tread easy because, you know, I love picking on you, David. <laughs> next time I'm here and I'm teaching, he's going to sit way in the back. <laughs> oh, my. So you see where I'm going with this? We We don't have to because Jesus has entered into his rest because his work is finished. He entered into that rest because his work is finished. Let's look at verse 11 here. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. What's that talking about? Let us labor. We know what labor is. Labor is work. Labor is stuff that, that we have to do on purpose. You know, labor isn't something that we just accidentally do. Labor, we, we, we have a purpose with that. We have something that, that we're aiming for, a goal that we're aiming for. That's what that labor is. We go to our jobs. We go to work. I, I go to the jail. Uh, I actually, you know, it's nice working for a, a government agency. We get president's day off. I love it. <laughs> Most other people, they got to work. Sorry for you guys, you know, not really. Uh, 
But I've got certain things that I've got to do when I get to the jail. I've got this whole routine of stuff that I got to do and, and lessons I got to get done. And I've got time frames that all this has to be done in. So it's a labor. It's a work. We labor in our minds with things all the time. We're laboring on things. Uh, how to do that? What to do? Uh, why did this happen? How did that? How am I going to take care of this? How am I going to take care of that? What am I going to do when this guy yells at me? And, you know, I mean, it's a labor. But we also have to take that labor and we have to work at the rest, the, the, the resting of that. You see what I'm saying? That's a work. That don't come natural. That don't come natural to us at all. What we want to do when somebody gives us a hard time is we want to just give it right back. And that comes natural. That really does. I Sometimes, more times than I care to admit, I do that with my wife. That's not a good thing. We We shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be doing that. But it's like... Okay, I'm 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 doing this. I'm I'm yeah. Well, you need to put my socks on. Okay. Well, I'm reaching for the sock. You know, it's it's that type of thing that you're laboring in your mind on the problem, and you've got to labor just as much to say, okay, leave it alone. Just keep on going. Give it to God. God knows. Somebody's given you a hard time. Give it to God. You got a situation you don't know how to handle. Uh, when we chew on things like that and we, we want to keep it to ourselves and just keep it going and keep it going and keep it going, what are we doing? We're saying that God don't know how to handle it, right? I mean, yeah. When we don't give things to, to God, give it over to him and rely on him knowing exactly what it is that's going to happen, uh, we're saying we don't trust him. Last night, I, I was, I think I was sharing with Matt or Autumn, one of you guys. Last night, we had just a long day. I had a long day, a busy, busy, busy day. Uh, we're doing uh, homeless care bags for the inmates at the jail that are being released who are homeless. Now, that's completely separate from the project you guys are working on. we got three projects going right now all at once, all coming online. Uh, and these care bags, they have, they're a little, cutest little canvas bag you ever saw in your life. Uh, it's just white canvas, but black handle. It's kind of cute, you know. And we're putting, uh, personal care items in there. The little toothpaste, the little deodorant, the little couple of band-aids, you know, things just to get them out the door and, and give them a little bit of a start, you know. And this is just for those that are, Homeless. Well, I had a hundred of those I had to put together yesterday. That's a job, <laughs> you know. It's 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 boom, boom, boom in the back, boom, boom, boom in the back, hour after hour after hour, and I'm sitting there, but I'm tired. I'm very tired mentally. I'm tired, and so I got Barb in and out of the shower and dressed and ready to go, and got supper and got it all, you know. Ready to, I'm, I'm getting to be a pretty good cook. Uh, the, um, 
we went in and sat down in the living room and her chair, she has a recliner, a power recliner chair, you know, that goes way up. Yeah. And she puts it way up there so she can get out easily and transfer to her wheelchair. Well, it was in the up position and she came in and brought supper in because she can't sit at a table or, you know, anything for very long. So we eat in the living room. And uh, she got in that chair, and I'm, you know, getting things ready, and she didn't move. Like, what are you doing way up there, you know? She says, it won't go down. It'll go up. Don't go up any high, <laughs> you know. I said, ready for her to go, go sliding out. Then we got a whole big another problem. But it would not go down. It just, it's old. It's very old, old, old. Okay, so instead of eating supper, sitting in my nice comfy chair, I got to get up. I got to take that thing apart. I got to get that cylinder out of there because it won't retract. And she's up in the air, you know, so I had to make it. So I'm back on the ground with it. Wash the grease off your hand. <sighs> Tired. That was a labor. That was a big labor. But what do I do? I give it to God. God knows. You know, the timing on this thing, think about this. we got to go get a new recliner. I mean, this, this thing is 20-plus years old. And we got good life out of it. Of all the timing that this thing goes out, President Day sale at Levin's. Does God know what he's doing or does God know what he's doing, you know? I've heard this chair having problems for months. She'll start down and all of a sudden it'll go bang, you know. It's like, whoa, what is this? And I've looked at that thing and it was not in the mechanics. It sounded like two arms hitting each other, you know. No, everything working great. It was that cylinder. Now I know it was that cylinder. But it didn't go out months ago. It goes out now, which is great. God's timing. It's impeccable. Why should I worry about this? You know, that's what I'm saying. We're, we, we have to labor. I'm, I'm just all, oh, man, I want to eat. I want to rest. I want to just be done for the night. And yet here God is working out some whole new thing to where we're going to get a whole new recliner that's going to be a whole lot nicer, maybe one with heat that will really help her back, you know. And they're on sale, by the way, you know. I mean, what am I doing? We have to labor to enter into that rest. It does not come naturally, okay. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Look at the rest of that, verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, into that rest, lest any man fall after the example of unbelief. Unbelief would say, why did that chair have to break now? Why did that chair have to be right now when I'm so dead tired? I do not want to turn that thing over. I do not want to go down the basement and get a pair of needle nose pliers because they got little pins that you got to pull out of the, you know, uh, 
what did I just do? I just entered into the example of unbelief. Unbelief. I, I'm, I'm like, this whole thing is not from God. It's from me. And you put it to any situation you want, you know. Is it from God? Either God knows everything and is in charge of everything or he isn't. One of the two, you know. And when we do that and we we take that all on ourselves, what is that? That's unbelief. And we enter into that. So we got to labor. This verse says labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Now, another thought there in verse 11 is that word, therefore. What have you been taught about that word, therefore? Whenever you see it, ask. What's it there for? Eh? You've been taught that, right? Well, you have now. (laughs) Okay, so whenever you see therefore, what's that mean? That means go back a little bit and see what that was. Because what this is saying is because all of this happened. Okay? Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. What's that mean? Well, Jesus entered into his rest. Jesus has finished everything. Jesus has everything under control. He's got our lives all under control. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows all of this. Therefore, labor to enter into that rest. Because Jesus already has. How much of a part does Jesus have in your life, in my life? He needs to have more. I mean, we're never going to arrive, but, you know, get more. Let God control more things, okay? Uh, I'd like, uh, you don't need to turn there, but Ecclesiastes 5.12, it says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet. Well, we don't have to carry all of this mental burden, all of this chewing on all these problems and and carrying all that. Isn't it sweet? It's just so sweet. Yeah. When I get to bed at night, ah, oh, that's so sweet, you know. And I'm not kidding. Five minutes later, the alarm goes off. It's time to get up. Seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it, it's it's incredible. We need to labor to enter into that rest. It's difficult labor. It is difficult labor to rest in Christ with all the troubles that we have. It's a work. Why? Because Satan is always still there. Satan is there saying, oh, hey, don't you remember? Oh, hey, you know, you, you better, you better consider this. You better. You know, Satan's always there. What's his purpose? When you find yourself chewing on a problem and now solving problems, yeah, we we can do that. You know, you go to work. How is this going to work? Okay, we solve this problem. But when it's something that we're chewing on and it's bothering us and it's driving us crazy, and when he yells at me and he gives me a bad look coming in the door and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to carry that for a week and a half now, you know, that type of a thing. Why? Why is that going on? That's going on because I'm allowing Satan to keep bringing it back and bringing it back and bringing it back. And I'm considering it. Don't consider it. Give it to God. That's it. Enter into that rest. 
Let God take care of these things. If it's something that needs to be worked out, God will work it out. If it's something you need to work out, God will show you how to work it out. You know, it's Moses. Moses is probably one of my best liked characters in the whole entire Bible. You know, I, I can relate to Moses so much, and I, I'm trying to learn from him. You know, he was leading the children of Israel through all of that wilderness and everything. And what were they doing? They were yelling at him. They were screaming at him. You brought us out here. All you want to do is kill us. There were no graves. We're going to go back. You know, I mean, you talk about a miserable bunch of people. But I love the way God handled it or the way Moses handled this thing. They would yell and scream at him and all this and that. And what would he do? He'd go and he'd say, okay, God, what do you want me to do about this mess? And most of the time, if you look back through the book of Exodus, most of the time God said, I got this. Just step aside. Rest. I'm going to take care of this. And most of the time he didn't have to do a thing. God just took care of it, you know. The one time that Moses said, yeah, but I'm going to take care of this, and he whacked that rock a couple more times than it needed to be whacked. And what did it cost him? Uh Uh-huh. Entering into the rest of the promised land. Yeah. So be careful. Let God take care of it. Let God do it. Enter into that rest. How can we do that? Why can we do that? How How is that possible? I mean, we're human, and all this stuff bothers us, and all this Satan keeps coming in and everything. How can we say that we know for sure that God's going to take care of it? How do we know that? I'm so glad you asked that. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow! The most important word in that whole verse is that first word, for. What's that mean? That means because we can do all of that. We can enter into that rest. We can turn things over to God. We can leave them there. We can we can avoid Satan's bombarding all the time. Why? Because the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We have that. We have that tool available. We, we have God available to us. That's why we can enter into that rest. God knows it all. God knows our thoughts. He even knows the intents of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to continue on with this, David. I, I, I know you're good with it. So he gave me a hard time, all right? I'm going to chew on that. I'm going to get angry at that. And you know what? If it had happened, which it didn't, okay? I'm, this is this is me floating around here with a story. I got a very warm greeting when I came in. 
But I'm going to chew on that for the whole week. And when I come back next week, I'm going to really get him. He ain't going to do that to me. And I come back next week, and he's got this warm smile. He don't even remember what happened. But what did it do to me? It tore me up all week long. Okay? God knows the intent of our heart. What's the intent of my heart on that? I want to get even with him. I, I, I'm. What is that? That's pride. Let it go. Let God take care of it. It probably didn't mean anything anyhow, but Satan is trying to get me all stirred up to separate me from God's love. Okay? God knows. We can, we can enter into that rest because he knows every little detail about us. He does. And once we decide that that is truth, he does. I can't hide anything from him. Can't keep anything from him. Can't do anything and I just turn it over to him. Then we enter into that rest. Now, you want to see something else that's really, really neat about this whole thing? God knows everything about me. He knows everything about you. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what you're thinking right now. It's like, is this guy ever going to get done? You know? No. Uh, look at verse 13. I, I like this. It says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Not only does God know my heart, not only does he know my intentions, he knows my pride, he knows my abilities, my inabilities, my, my, he knows me inside and out. But did you see what that verse says? There is no other creature that he does not know like that. So if I've got something against David and there's something going on between David and me, I can rest because God knows his heart also. He knows exactly what's going on in his life. He knows exactly what the intents of his thoughts are. And when we give that to God, God knows. God knows. He, know, he knows it all. He's got the whole program. Why should I sit back here and chew on my little piece here thinking that I know what he's doing and what he's doing and what Steve's doing back there? What is he thinking? You know, no, that's pride. That'll, boy, I mean, that'll tear you to pieces. And you know what else that'll do? That'll separate you from God's fellowship. Not salvation. I mean, your salvation is as secure as, as Jesus is, you know. But it'll take you away from God's love. It'll take you away from that fellowship that you have with him. Okay? He knows them. He knows me. He knows you. He knows everybody. He also knows just as much about everybody else that's involved with your little thing. You know, that's better than military intelligence. That's an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. No. <laughs> okay. Verse 14. 
Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. See, now you're agreeing with me on everything. I'm, 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 I'm watching you. You know, you're agreeing with me. So far, nobody is like, oh, that ain't right, preacher. No, you're agreeing with me, okay? Turn it over. Give it to God. Enter into that rest that he's provided for you through Jesus. And, and because he knows everything that's going on, turn it over to him. What this verse is saying is he's there. We have this great high priest. I lost my place. Let us hold fast to our profession. Okay, sorry about that. I'm old. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someday you'll be as old as me. Uh, hold fast to that profession. So what do we do? We go out and we start talking. You know what he did? You know, you do. Flew me in. No. <laughs> But I'm saying, you know, this is what we're going to do. Is that holding fast to the profession that we have that says God knows it all, God's taking care of it all, I'm turning it over to him, I'm resting in it. When we go back around and we start talking about it and, and, you know, gossiping, well, we don't gossip, do we? Hey, I got a prayer request, did you know? Yeah, okay. That's church gossip. Hold fast to that prayer. Let your life show what you're saying. You're saying, I believe, I I know God will take care of it. Let your life show it. Act like it, you know. How do we act like it? How do we do it? Where do we get the strength to do all of this? Because we've all fallen and we will fall and we'll keep falling. But we're we're hopefully getting better at this thing of turning things over to God. You'll have a a much more peaceful life for sure. Where does Where does our power come from? Verse 16. I do. I just skipped verse 15, didn't I? Look at 15. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Pizza and a vacation. (laughs) I'm proving my point. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, Yet without sin, there's nothing that we cannot take to Jesus. Nothing. Had a man I was with yesterday for a while. Excuse me. And he was telling me about an addiction that he had to pornography. 35 years this controlled him. It about cost him his marriage until the Finally, he gave it over to God. There's nothing. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm not going to share with you about me, and you're not going to share about you with me or anybody else, but we can sure share it with God. We can share it with God because he already knows. So if he already knows, why do we have to go to him with it? Because he wants us to know that he knows that we know that he knows. That'll make sense to you if you chew on it long enough. He knows how to guide us out of every situation and yet without sin. Okay. Now, how are we going to get this? Verse 16. 
Let us therefore, there's that word again, therefore, because of all of this that we've just talked about, because of what Jesus has done, uh, because of everything that has gone before this, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldly. That doesn't mean we go barging into the throne room. He's still God. He's still to be respected. He's still to be reverenced. He's still to be worshipped. But we can go to him with any problem that we have, whether we're the only ones that know about that problem, the only ones that know what's eating us up. We've not shared it with anybody else ever, ever, ever. We can go to God and know that we will not be intimidated by him. We will not be punished by him. We'll not be judged by him. We'll be loved by him. Now, you think about that, you guys, parents. What would you do when your child came to you and said, Dad, I got a real problem. And he tells you what that problem is. And it's controlling him. What would you do? To a thousand times more is what God will do. You won't kick him out. You won't just, oh, away you go. No, you, you try and help him. You try and love him. You try and bring him along. How he responds is his problem. Okay. Uh, but your heart is there. As a parent, this is our heavenly father. We can go boldly to him knowing he will take care of it. Not necessarily the way we think he's going to take care of it, but he will take care of it. He'll bring us to that point where that's not controlling, giving it over to him. It's only in the presence of Jesus that we find rest now. And for all eternity. I've been thinking about that. I'm, I'm still writing on, uh, it, I don't think it'll be a book, it's huge, uh, Bible study lesson called Understanding Basic Bible Doctrine. And I'm writing it for inmates and people I work with, and it's a study course for some of the churches and stuff. And I'm working on, uh, right now, the second coming of Christ, the doctrine of that, but now moving into the resurrection. Uh, there's a lot there, a lot to try and understand. And, and it's a good personal study for me, for sure. And as I write and get things down, it's going to help a lot of people, I think. I hope, I pray. But the resurrection, think about that. Why is there a resurrection? Why do we have to have a resurrection? Well, you know, Jesus resurrected. And the Bible says that this, in, this corruption must put on incorruption. These bodies that we have are so loaded with sin, sin nature. We cannot be in the presence of God because of that. Now, Jesus paid for all that. We're not going to have to pay for it, but it's still there. That sin nature is still there. We need that new body. And I've been thinking about that. In that new body, we're not going to be chewing on things. We're not going to have to worry about Satan coming along and saying, hey, do you remember? I kind of think that's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. It's going to be for all eternity. And it's all because of Jesus.
Amen. That's great. What are you doing with what it is that's bothering you? Take it to God. Don't rush him. He'll work it out. He wants to work it out. But he wants to work it out in the best way. Not your way. Not my way, for sure. But the best way. Sometimes we look back, you know, where most of us, most of us eh, are older. Some of us are not, you know, yeah, okay. Um, but we can look back. And when we let God work things out in our lives, hindsight truly is perfect, isn't it? We look back and say, wow, I'd have never thought of that. You know, I, I've done a lot of things in my lifetime. I, we, Barb and I have started seven different businesses. We, I mean, we've done a lot. Um, I flew airplanes at one point. Boy, that was crazy. Stupid. Uh, Something goes wrong with that airplane, you don't pull it off to the side of the road and pop the hood, you know. It's just one of them. I've done a lot. But I'll tell you, I think the thing that has given me the most joy and the most just satisfaction and peace and knowing that I'm in God's will is working with inmates in the jails and the prisons. And I look back and I think, Man, that never was a part of my whatever, my, my bringing up. I was always taught, hey, they commit a crime, you lock them up, you forget about them, you know. But wow, it's incredible. I look back and I see how God has prepared Barb and I for this all the way along. Every little thing, uh, start a business, it didn't go too good. We ended up almost going bankrupt. It, it, okay, well, then what did that do? That taught us a few things all towards the ministry that we have right now. So what's God preparing you for? And how is it affecting you and that plan when you keep chewing on problems and chewing on things? Enter into that rest. Give it over to God. 